Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm super excited for this episode. So I met Kayla through the wonderful world of Instagram. Honestly, no idea how I found her. I'm pretty sure it was because my friend, I think it's because my friend sent me like a T-Swift video and was like, you should be her friend. And I was like, yes, yes, I should. Yeah, no, that was you. And I remember like we started talking and I texted him like it worked. This girl talks to me. So anything that comes from like T-Swift and then turns out she does tons of mindset work. She makes like digital planner things. So obviously, hello planner. We know I am obsessed with planning and structure and making it look nice along the way. So I'm super excited to have her on here. She says it's her first podcast ever. I'm sure we'll literally not be able to know. Uh, I'm just super excited. So if you just want to share your story, who you are, what you do, how you got here, all of the fun, exciting things. I need to know everything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm Kayla. I'm from Kayla Coffee Chats on Instagram. Um, I currently am a virtual teacher, so I went to school for teaching, got my teaching degree, did some teaching in public school and that was not for me. So I'm in the virtual world and through COVID, I, um, I, it was just a fun time with COVID. I think everyone kind of felt that. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I took a course to be a VA and then I found all this support and love in a virtual world. And I kind of, I've stuck with it, even though I'm still teaching, I have a small business, um, little tiny Etsy shop, Taylor Swift stickers occasionally, um, a digital planner, working on some workbooks, and then maybe eventually the end of the year, a podcast of my own. So yes, yes, yes. Anyone who wants to start a podcast, it is, it is one of the most fun things that you get to do. It is it's definitely one of my favorite like community building tools. I get to connect to so many cool people and it's just, it's so much fun. And I just learned like recently that there's only like 20% of podcasters who are women and that's nuts to me. So girl, get you on a podcast, get it rolling, literally do coffee chats as a podcast. I love that. Yeah. Um, definitely kudos to being a teacher. I remember my long lost thoughts that I would totally be a theater and English teacher. Uh, That's what I went to school for. And then I graduated and was like, I'm not doing that. Never mind. Let me figure out life. So I definitely understand being virtual, trying to sort through COVID, that thing that was only going to be three weeks of our lives. (laughs) We still, (laughs) we still doing it. Um, But I love that you got into the online space that way. It is. It's so interesting to me, like being in the online space now and knowing that like four years ago, I didn't even know it existed. I was like, what even, how do you do that? Nobody does that. And now I'm like, that's what everyone does. And I tell everyone to do it. And it's just, it's, 
it is definitely a super inviting space like if you're in like the right place but people on social media are so much more supportive and it's so like my friends love and support me but they don't understand nothing that I'm doing they don't get it they're like how do you make money what are you doing you're just you you like post on Instagram and you do all this stuff like they don't get it but then like people in the online space are like yeah here's some tips this is what you should do yes hype Nobody hypes you up like strangers on Instagram. Nobody tears you down like trolls on Instagram, but no one can hype yep. you up like random people you find That's on the internet. Yeah. And, you know, I always think of it, if, like, the trolls are taking the time to come at you, you're doing something right because that means you're visible enough. And, you know, I just pray for those people at this point. I used to get into fights. I used to love oh man do I love conflict back a little bit oh I would just I'd be like let me clap back and uh, I like to think that I don't do that as much anymore unless I really need a good algorithm boost that I'm like we gonna fight on this post y'all we don't go on a fight advantage. <laughs> some days so what was that kind of shift when you started getting into the online space how did you pick being a VA. There are so many things out there. I honestly didn't even know what a VA was until this time last year when I interviewed my first VA. And full stop, I had no idea that like virtual assistant even was a thing. It's like literally what I do now. But I was like, I don't know what that is. Uh, and I'm always just curious about like how people get into it. Because I started in a different coaching focus and yeah. then took all those skills and then was like, let me, I can do all of this other stuff. Oh, that's marketable. But like to just come in and be like, these are my skill sets. How did you figure that out? It was kind of a, a process. Um, when I first graduated college, I started a blog for the preschool I worked at, um, promoting more like play-based education to show that kids can play and still still learn while they're playing. Um, so I got a lot of skills through that. And then I went teaching public school and I was there for two years and then COVID happened. And I was just looking for something to be online and at home because I'm a bit of an introvert and a homebody. And I love just being at home and, and just hanging out with my dogs pretty much all the time. I think they love it too. So I just started searching for jobs online and found a few courses for VA work and picked one. I didn't really need it since I had the experience of the blog, but it was good. It was a good, um, like a well-rounded course of how to be a VA and different aspects of that. So I kind of niched down on social media, blog writing, things like that, because that's just what I had experienced in. And then I got started teaching and VA is kind of a side-ish hustle that's sometimes there, but sometimes not. Yeah, that's so fun. COVID, awful for the world, great for introverts. Yes. So, so good for introverts. When I found out that I wasn't going to have to go back to my hotel job and I could just be at home with my cats Mm -hmm. every day and see zero people that I didn't want to see, I was in heaven. All my extrovert friends are like dying. They're losing their mind. And I'm just like, oh, I haven't seen anybody in seven months. 
I am living the good life. And it's just so, I love the online space because there's something for everybody. You can, there is literally a course to teach you to do anything and almost anything. And you just have to like want it. You just have to, you know, recognize the skills that you already do have and not discredit them. So many people are like, oh, I can't apply this to something else. Can you write? Are you, do you like planning? Do you like social media? There be like 14 year olds out here making millions of dollars on TikTok. And you think that you can't do something on social media? Like y'all, the opportunities are endless. And I love that you did take the chance. Like you were, you were teaching, you're still teaching, but you're like, I would like to keep my options open and not be teaching, but you get there. (laughs) That's still a start. A lot of people won't even take that start. There's, there's so many people, like usually not people are listening to this. Like some aren't entrepreneurs, but like taking that leap to even try is sometimes the scariest part of anything. Mm -hmm. What was that like thinking about it? Were you nervous to do it? Were you did it give you a lot of anxiety, like trying to figure out what you were going to do? And then you were just like, I got to do it. What was that like? All the anxiety. I'm an anxious person in general. So the unknown of what could go wrong and all that was a really fun time in my mind. But I, I love self-help books. So I read a few and they all pretty much said, you just have to take a step. And it's not as bad as your brain is making you think it is. So when I was searching, I just knew I needed to jump on something to get me started. And I did the course. I did it, I think, three times faster than I needed to because I was working from home and I had all the time to do it. And and then I, yeah, it's been a work in progress going from a VA to switching to doing my own business type of thing. That isn't a VA related, but more like mindset, self-help type stuff. Um, so right now I'm still trying to figure out the path I'm going to take with it, but you just have to get started sometimes and yes. it's not as scary as it always might seem in your head. Our minds really do just, just try to trick us. Like they, the more that I've kind of learned like the science behind like your brain, it's entire function is to keep us safe and not make us very risky people who are like I love to take risks and do all the thing please bottle that and give it to me I would love it but in general our brains are designed to keep us safe and secure and to do what we know and people will go their whole lives without stepping outside that comfort zone even a little bit and so I love that you're even trying and just going for it, you are taking that next step, no matter what it looks like. Sometimes maybe it's like six steps backwards. And then sometimes you're just doing hurdles down the track, just slaying it. But that's the sort of fun thing about getting to help people with that mindset because you are experiencing it. You, you come from that place of uncertainty. Like I was really anxious about doing this, but I know to get to the next step, I'm just going to do it. Like you make so many fun reels. I love them. Like you were so good at reels 
And I'm just, I am not, I want to be good at real so bad. And I'm just like, I don't know. And then I get on your page and I'm like, I just, just have to kind of do one and then post it and it doesn't do well, but you have to keep doing it because that's the only way you learn and grow is by trial and error. They're so nice. So what are some of like your biggest, what are your like top I'll do top three mindset tips for people who are struggling with, you know, like maybe in their like their self-confidence because you do a lot with confidence and, you know, growing. What are some of your biggest tips for that? Good question. I really have, um, it's a good question. In my, the planner that I made, I have a section for daily gratitude. So just like retraining my mind to focus on the good things in life. Because even if we are going through a hard time, there's always something good that's happened during our day. So I do that daily. Affirmations are another one, kind of like telling your mind the truth and not what your mind is trying to tell you. And I think number three, gratitude, affirmations. I don't know. I just like spending time with people that make me feel good. I spend time with my parents and my sisters often because we live in a small town. So we're like a three minute drive away from each other. Um, And just being around family for me is something that makes me feel good. I think it's community of some kind. Yeah. so valuable. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love gratitude. I used to not do it. I used to think when somebody was like, write down five things you're grateful for. And I remember hearing that and being like, I got nothing. I don't know nothing mm-hmm. because it's not something that we're really taught. Like if our parents practice those things, we get taught them. But like in school, no one is ever like, what are you grateful for? What like talk nicely to yourself. And I never thought that was weird at all until I got into the space. And then I'm like, why did nobody try to tell me I was doing like a really good job or tell me to be nice to myself? Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole academic life was just like, oh, you got an A minus. You did not do good enough. You're failing uh, because everything at least in like the school system I grew up in, it's quantitative instead of qualitative. Did you get straight A's? Did you accomplish X, Y, and Z? It's not, are you living a good life? Are you happy? Do you like yourself? Focused a lot more on the academics than they are the social emotional. And that's a a huge deficit, I think, for And it just sets you up to fail. Like if anybody had been like, do this affirmation, maybe I would have been able to deal with like all of like the negativity that I had for myself, for the world. Like it's still a battle, but it was so normal. It Being negative and talking to people and just like complaining feels more normal at least in like my circle like I we used to just we used to gossip about this thing and that thing we used to just we'd try to one up each other on like who had a worse day because like you couldn't it felt like bragging to be like oh I'm grateful for this oh my life is going well and it's such a hard mindset change to really focus on those good things uh even I still struggle just being like Oh, I'm alive today. That's pretty cool. It's pretty like, cool. Yeah. Like, 
something as simple as that. And like, I, I've definitely felt it more in the pandemic because like, if I get COVID, I'm vaxxed and all of that. And I don't go out, but like, I have lung issues. So I'm like, if I get COVID, I'm gonna go out. Like, it's not gonna go good for me. And so I'm like, there's so many people that are no longer here because of COVID, which is this massive thing that's just changed our whole lives. And I'm just here like whining. I'm like, actually, people are literally dying right now. And I'm perfectly healthy at this point, living my best life with all my cats. What do I really have to complain about? But depending on who you're surrounded by, if those people are complaining, you're just going to find somebody to complain about because that's just how negative people don't really want to hear how well you're doing. And it makes it incredibly uncomfortable. So doing this work kind of forced me to change a lot of my circle of friends and or um, drag my friends slash my husband along on this nice self-development journey of like shifting your mindset, finding those gratitude moments. And, and it does feel silly in the beginning. It's sometimes it Sometimes if I fall off, it does still feel silly. I'm like, I'm thankful for my cats. Well, that seems basic, but I am. Like, I love them. And then like saying affirmations. My whole office is affirmations, affirmations, affirmations. But when I started, I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It all sounded so stupid. Tell yourself that you're worthy. Tell yourself that you're great. Tell yourself that you're special. It's like, but I'm not any of those things. It seems cheesy at first. It does, but when you, you do it, difference. And then you're like, as you change, you can help the people around you change. Um, I feel like that's one of those things that, like, when you start to change your mindset, people either remove themselves or they also start to change. So it actually helps them. So when I feel like I shouldn't be like really like gratitude based or like post the motivational thing I'm like but what if it helps somebody else and so like people like you who are you know doing this kind of like mindset helping you break out of like old patterns kind of thing I'm like you have no idea who you're helping and I think that's freaking awesome because you never know like hundreds of people are like viewing those reels and those posts, maybe they're not liking, maybe they're not commenting, but maybe you just turn their day around. So you never know. There's lots of fans out there. (laughs) I know it's hard with the numbers of Instagram and all of that, but I like to see as long as someone took something out of the post or the reel, I'm content. Right. I love reels because they're so fun but I'm pretty sure they just destroyed any ounce of focus that any of our generation has had yeah like we goldfish now pay more attention to things than regular people do (laughs) and like I know you spend a lot of time or maybe not a lot of time but like time intentionally journaling and just like spending like quiet time like you when you're reading your bible and you have that quiet time you do your devotionals like how Is that something that's always been a consistent practice for you? Or is that something that you've developed over time to give yourself that that space? Was it a hard transition or was it easy for you? It has not been consistent. I would say I started consistently journaling and like having a solid like morning 
routine to journal, sometimes evening, maybe the beginning of last year or the end of 2020-ish. The wintertime is really hard for me because it's dark all the time in the morning and the evening. And then I just, when it's dark, my body gets tired. So the wintertime, like right now, my routine is not as consistent as I would like it to be. And I feel the effects of the lack of motivation sometimes in the morning or I don't know, just kind of, I just think my morning routine just helps me like kickstart my day into a, a positive spin instead of getting sucked into the scrolling of TikTok and Instagram in the morning. Mornings uh, are so hard when it's still dark. I am a diehard morning person, but when it is still dark and I've been up for like two hours, I'm just, what are we doing here? It's, it's still dark outside. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm very I- much like the sun kind of directs my mood sometimes, which is always Florida. <laughs> I, I joke about it with my boyfriend sometimes like, let's just go to Florida, live in Disney, go all the time. It's fine. You're going to Disney. I just saw that you're going to Disney next month. I am for my spring break and he's never been. So it's the first time for him. I've I'm never been. Like, oh, I love Disney. I've never, I've never been to any Disney. Well, I went to, I went to like the Disney in Hawaii, like the Disney resort in Hawaii, but I went with like my friend, but I've never done like real Disney. My best friend is, she's Disney personified. She loves it. And I love it through her. Anytime she goes, I'm like, please like ride rides and like pretend that I'm here there, like video it for me so I can pretend. So that's gonna be really, really exciting. And he's gonna have a really good time because it looks awesome. It looks super exciting. And I then he is it is, yeah. It's more fun as an adult anyway. You don't have to worry about kids and their naps and them yeah. getting cranky. So yeah, I'm excited. And then you just like have your dogs overnighted to you and then you just don't come back from the warm. Since I think they would love it. They love sunbathing. Yeah, all my and cats love the snow. So my cats do not love the snow. My cats <laughs> did not enjoy um any any of the snow from Colorado when we lived there and none of the snow from Nashville. I also didn't like the snow in Nashville because Nashville is not prepared for snow mm-hmm. at all. So like nothing got plowed, the snow mm-hmm. was just there, and then it just turned to like sheets of ice. So we definitely didn't leave the house when it snowed. It was, it's, it's not survivable out, out in the yonder. It's just car accident after car accident after bad choice. The yonder is not good. How much snow do you have right now? Do you have a lot of snow? Is it still snowing there? We, it's probably been snowing the past day. Um, we probably got about six inches, but it's been really wet and it got warm enough to melt a little bit today, but about six inches today after, and then this weekend's it's supposed to be in the sixties again. So there you go. Just, you know, make snow, man, watch it melt, watch it melt. <laughs> so since you've been in kind of like doing your VA thing, all that, what is something that you wish you'd known at the very beginning that probably would have helped you out Maybe the most, like in hindsight, what's something if somebody is thinking about, you know, being a VA or, you know, even just branching into something different in the online space, what's something that you wish you knew back then? That's a good question. I wish I knew the importance of communicating if you are a VA with your client. I mean, I knew that it was important, but I had um, most of last year, I was a social media manager for 
a company that I used to love and the communication between us because I was a teacher. It just wasn't there. And then I woke up one morning to find out I was no longer working for them. So I, for me, like how to handle situations like that. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Wow. Yeah. Ladies call you or was it literally like an email? An email. Like I was doing my morning routine for them to go on and check comments that happened overnight and messages because they're a globally known company in the early childhood realm and nothing was connected or activated and checked my email and I was Well, to all like business owners, this is not how you do that. This is an example of what not to do. Happens a lot in the virtual assistant world. Oh, that's... It's so easy just to send an email and be done with it. Oh, that just, that sounds so, that's like some gross hedge fund corporate banking BS. That's, if you're a business owner, don't do that. Yeah. Don't like, do that, please. They don't do that because it's just, it do, it does leave just like a bad taste in your mouth because then it's, it's just not a good way to treat anyone that works for you because if you haven't, if something isn't going right, how are they ever going to know to change it, fix it, improve on it if you don't communicate? Mm-hmm. I think that's a key point in just communication for everybody on, on yeah. all sides. If you have employees and something's not going well, why would you not just tell them? Unless it is something like they sold all your trade secrets and they drained your bank account, then yes, fine. Just shoot them an email and be like, goodbye. But for the most part, like, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's really good communication just for everybody. I wish I learned or knew how to handle situations like that or how to address it before it happened. Yeah. That's rude. I hope you put in your contracts that they have to tell you or they have to pay you a closing fee. Like a, an actual employee so it wasn't like a my my own VA contract yeah that's so shitty because then that almost makes it worse if you were like on their actual payroll not just a contractor oh that's bad business practices y'all that is some bad business practices things not to do as a business owner because you never know like you're a nice person I would not be that nice person. I would blast them on everything. I, it took a lot. <laughs> I I would have no chill. I would post that email. I would tag them. I would I would be relentless because I'd just be like, no, this is not what you do. This is not how you treat people. That's nuts. Especially if there's no course there's- of action. No communication. That's mm-mm. I was blocked from their Instagram. I they, I mean they yeah. So I unfollowed the employees that work there and blocked them from my page. So I mean I could blast them if I really felt like it, but at this point it's that's wild. Yeah, I guess. Yep, that's definitely a good thing to know. That sucks. I'm sorry. Okay, that's- I'm over it now. On to bigger and better things with better contracts. Hopefully. Yeah, that's the goal. So if you could go back 
and hang out with yourself on the day you became a fully fledged adult who obviously knows everything in the world on your 18th birthday when we all know everything. Insert T-Swift, how can somebody know everything at 18 and nothing 22 reference? Thank you. Yes. Uh, what would you, what would you just tell yourself? Like life, business, anything in general, I would say, don't take it too seriously. I think my like end of college into, or end of high school into college, Kayla was a lot more reserved and not wanting or willing to step out of my comfort zone very much. But once you do, I mean, I, I still struggle and it's still a process, but once you do, it's not as scary as I made it seem and it's okay to make mistakes and take care of yourself and say no I'm a big people pleaser so saying no has been or not saying yeah saying no has been saying no and just saying no somebody told me like no is a complete sentence and I was like no it's not you have to I have to give like a whole explanation on why I'm saying no and then they'll and then when that person's like, but will you please? And I just cave. Like it is saying no when you are a people pleaser, when you when you don't want to upset anybody else is the hardest stupid thing. Boundaries, what are those? Not saying yes to everything. Oh. Who says that? Of course, everyone says yes to everything, except when I ask for things and people tell me no without any problem. But me say no, mm-mm, mm-mm, could not do that. Um, yeah, if I had known uh, what boundaries were at 18, yeah, life would be different. The next decade of my life would have been significantly simpler. And you know, even now. No saying no. I don't like to say no still. Yep. It's a process. It's it's definitely a learning curve. But when you say, I always try to think of it as like when you say no to something, it means that you're going to have the ability to say yes to something better. Yeah. Even if that something better is I'm saying no to taking this call because I'm going to take a nap. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need that nap. And then after your nap, you can come back and be like, yeah. I'm, we can schedule for something else. Not dropping everything. I try to adhere now to a very, I need three to five business days to make any real decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one is getting on my calendar within 24 hours. Yeah. It will not. There are very few occasions so that somebody can be like, hey, can we meet tomorrow? That is not my, that is not my boss. That is not like the person who is paying me like anything else. People that are paying me, I, w- I will get them on my calendar usually within 24 hours. Like, I'll make it. I'll try. But like just like other things, I'm like, I don't really need to do that. I'm not really vibing with that. I don't really feel like that. Even my husband, I'm like, babe, we're not doing that. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm not putting that on my calendar. We're not doing that. I don't want to yeah. do that. <laughs> but like, they, like, it gives you like more control over your own life and having that control over yourself is so empowering like knowing that you're that you're in charge of your life nobody else is because ultimately at the end of the day you are the only one inside your head you are the only one who has to deal with any of the repercussions for the most part um of your actions and it is 
it sort of sounds mean, but you are, you are completely responsible for your overbooked burnt out schedule. That is technically on you. And I used to not think that I used to be like, I'm so busy. I'm doing all these things. I'm like, actually, I'm the one that's saying yes to all these things. So the fact that I'm not sleeping and I'm miserable and I'm stressed to the max is actually my fault. And I really didn't want to take accountability for that. It's hard. Because it's like, but I'm busy because of all these other people. But I said, yes. Boundaries are tricky. They are. Read boundary books. Like, what's one I just read? John Gottlieb? No. John Cloud. It's a whole boundary book. It's like boundaries in like relationships, friendships. I don't have kids. But like the, like, I wish I'd known boundaries when I had with parents. Like if my parents had read this boundary book. Yeah. Last summer, I think I, I think it was last summer. I read Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Scroll enough on my Instagram, it'll be there. Or I might've linked it in my link tree. Set Boundaries, Find Peace. It has, it's a pretty cover, I think. I'll probably find it. And then I will actually just put it in the description of this. I'm going to find the other boundary book because boundaries are so under talked about and so incredibly vital to anyone. I don't care if you have a regular job. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care if you are just like a stay at home parent or just like anybody. Boundaries are a human thing um, that we need to have. Yeah. And boundaries aren't a bad thing. I used to think that setting boundaries was, was, was rude and selfish and mean until I figured out other people have boundaries and weren't, weren't worried a single bit about it. And I was just like freaking out by myself. Just like, it might've been in a quote, but it's just spun in my mind for months, but boundaries are there to help you find peace and help you be on the right track. Like boundaries are there for your mental health and not to tear down all your relationships if you say no. Yeah, kind of to piggyback on that, I hear it's like another fancy Instagram quote that it's the only people that are upset about you having boundaries are the people who are mad that you're setting boundaries because they are the ones that are like soul sucking from you. Because no one's really been mad. I thought the world was going to end the first time I said no to somebody. I was like, they're going to hate me. And they are one of my friends. I said no to one of my friends. And I was friends I had for years. And I was so convinced that they were going to be so upset and so hurt and feel like I wasn't their friend. And they were like, sure, whatever. Do you want to do it the next week? And I was like, okay, yeah. Like, I hyped, like I got so in my head it took me like seven hours to reply to the text message of them asking me to do something. Cause I was like, I don't want to do that. How do I tell them? I don't want to do that. I was like, I don't know. I tried to come up with every excuse to be, have a reason other than I just didn't want to go do the thing. I just didn't want to go. I just wasn't feeling it. And they were just like, fine. Not even, not even a worry in the world. They didn't mention it ever again. I'm that like I'd read that boundary book and I just like I'm going to say no and no and and no one cared they didn't didn't care 
still my best friend. We still do stuff. Because again, our mind is always trying to go to the worst case scenario. Because if it's always the worst case scenario, you'll just stay in doing what you know. And your brain can handle that. Your brain is like, yes, autopilot. Perfect. Let's do that. Your brain just wants to be on freaking autopilot, but however you set your autopilot is what it's going to do. If you set it to be negative all the time and not take chances and just freak out about everything and just drive itself into a ditch so it doesn't have to keep going, it will do that. It will, it will do that. But if you're like, oh, let's go on an adventure and do some fun stuff. Yeah, we just ride. It will do that too. Your brain is smart. My brain is not always smart, but it is technically supposed to be smart. It is. And we can rewire parts of our brains to make it not always think the worst case scenario and be more positive. Um, I can't remember the book I read. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. But um, it's all about stopping um, like spiraling negative thoughts and like the science of it, like the neural pathways. Mm-hmm. you can strengthen them and you can break them and like I didn't really understand that until they were like think about all the things that you learned when you were in school and think about how many of those things you still use today if it's not a lot it's because your brain was oh I don't need this info by moving on I studied chemistry and calculus ugh, for years I took all those classes And then I got out of that major and now I'm like, I don't know, is water H2O? Maybe. (laughs) What's a, what's a chemical equation? I don't know. (laughs) How do I do differentials? No idea. But I knew it back then because, but now I don't need it. And my brain is just like, nope, not taking up that space. So you can just literally rewire your brain. You have to do it intentionally. Yes. It is all... It is unfortunately an intentional practice that takes practice. It takes like 20, takes 21 days to make a habit and then like 60 days for it to become a consistent habit. And then it takes like six months to get that rewiring honed in. But six months seems like a long time in the grand scheme of things. 21 days seems like a long time sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> 21 days in the year 2020 was nine years like yes, like an entire yeah. decade happened from March 2020 to like June 2020 like 10 years of my life already happened and now I'm just like oh what year are we in oh it's still February oh is it really yeah, I feel like it should not be February anymore like yeah it's- time's changed but like how we perceive time has definitely Yes. changed as a collective. I read a lot of articles about how time has changed for like our generation because of the amount of stimulation that we get with social media, our concept of time, and then all the things that have changed with COVID and like not having um, holidays, not yeah. having like high, huge holiday gatherings for a lot of people has changed how we perceive where we are in the year and what we have to look forward to so just our whole time perception is just like an adventure it's experience so what are you looking forward to most for the rest of the year I will have like your Instagram your Etsy shop all that fun stuff 
linked in the show notes, but what are you up to this year? What kind of offerings do you have? How, how can people connect with you? Yes. I'm Kayla coffee chats on Instagram, Facebook, and a website, kaylacoffeechats.com. Mainly on Instagram though. That's kind of where I've, I've stuck around more consistently. Um, but the rest of this year on my Etsy shop, which I believe is also Kayla coffee chats. I'm pretty sure. Uh, my Etsy shop has some workbooks, my digital planner, daily planning sheet. I'll be adding a few workbooks on goal planning, mindset, helping. Um, and then the goal for the end of the year is a podcast, whether it starts the end, end of the year or the beginning of next year. And then some blog posts. I'm excited for your podcast. I'm excited. Let me help you. I love it. I love to do. I edit a couple other people's and then like do the lead up, like launch plan for them. So when you're getting ready for that podcast, Definitely. maybe vibing. Yeah. yeah, it's a, I know what I want. I just have to, teaching takes up so much of my mental space, especially right now that I need some more time to clear some of it up so I can really dive in and yeah, get it it's, sorted out. Yes, yes. Summer will be great and it will be sunny and warm and beautiful. And you'll just get to be in your creative space and like kind of like what we talked about like before we started recording, like you can batch content and it makes life significantly easier. It is something I am learning to do. I struggle with it sometimes. Because you got to be, I feel like that's something that I, I didn't think as much about when I was like just working for when I wasn't working for the entrepreneur that I am now where like I do create a lot of content because before I was just making content when I was in flow and now I'm like oh I literally have to make content all the time Mm -hmm. and some days I'm just I do not I could not care less but Instagram today I don't know what hashtags and so like really like finding those moments when you're like in flow to just get creative and do it is so incredibly valuable so I I love that you're going you know that you need to have that space to do it and just get into it because it took me a long time to figure out that I needed uh to do that you can see in the background I have a calendar I don't know if you can see like like, I'm also a visual person so I have to like put it out and see it and with sticky notes you're able to move it around a little bit so that's my my really ghetto planning system to batch that's that's smart though at least batch ideas creating the content is different but that's that's smart i we use like monday.com for all of our um project management but like before I came on we didn't have like a content calendar that was like created out and then I had always just been winging it so like building a content calendar has been like this whole new eye-opening experience because I'm like I need to figure out what the whole content is for the month okay (laughs) it seems like a lot of work at first it does but having that knowing like being like this is what the idea is going to be makes life so much simpler and then even if I write a post that doesn't vibe with that day I can just move it so yeah life hacks if you're if you're not vibing your social media your content calendar is literally your content calendar so never be afraid to change it if you don't feel like a post for that day is going good 
post another post. Don't post things that you don't want to do. I know we hear a lot. You have to be posting blah, blah, blah all the time, this and that and the other thing. Um, But I've found that if I would rather post a good post than a post to post. And that not that used to not be the case with the Instagram algorithm. It was like post seven times a day. Like when I started Instagram, I was in like network marketing, yeah. had bad choices. And they were like post 10 times a day. And I did. I was posting like 10 times a day to the feed y'all this isn't this is pre-story because instagram was like please post every hour on the hour and it will love you and now it's please post something that people give a shit about and instagram will love you how it should be like people should care about what you're posting but you should also care about what you're posting so i think that's really valuable that's one of those things as a social media manager I'm sure you tell people, like people that you work with, quantity is cool, but if no one cares what you're saying, it's not going to help you because the bad post will hurt your engagement more than like yes. a well thought out post. Yes. So life tips, pro tips. Yeah. We'll end. We'll end on that. Make some fun social media posts today, y'all guys. Uh, make sure to tag us on Instagram. And all of that fun stuff. As you hear this, I love seeing everybody's tags. I love hearing your feedback. And all of Kayla's info will be in the show notes that you can connect with her. If you a Swifty, which I know a lot of you are because I force it down y'all's throats every episode. Um, She's also a Swifty and she's excellent. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me today. And this was all fun. It's been a good time.